Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Austin Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, I'll be providing our listeners with an exclusive interview with Montel Watson, who's the Director of Corporate Strategy at Movement Mortgage. In this interview, Watson takes a deep dive into his recent Housing Wire Pulse article titled Three Ways to Increase and Empower Black Home Ownership. In this interview, I gauge Watson's inspiration for the piece, as well as what he thinks will bring the American dream of home ownership to more Black Americans. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I am joined with Montel Watson, who's the Director of Corporate Strategy at Movement Mortgage. Thank you for joining us, Montel. Thanks for having me, Asana. Of course. Well, listeners, to provide you some background on today's conversation, back in March, Montel wrote a Pulse piece for Housing Wire titled Three Ways to Increase and Empower Black Home Ownership. This article took a look at the gap in Black home ownership and what the housing industry can do to close it. Today, I just want to discuss this article more in detail as it's an important conversation to be had, especially right now, as our nation takes a serious look at racial inequality and the systems that may uphold its legacy. So Montel, my first question for you is, what made you want to write this article? You know, uh, just from, you know, being a, a, a black man in, in America and just having an understanding of the, of the history of, um, you know, housing for people in, in the black community, as well as um, the current gap, right? The current gap and how wide that is right now uh, for people in black people in America. It's, it's just such an important time for us to really uh, lean in to say, how can we help? How can we jump in and help? Because we all know that homeownership is one of the, the, the best ways to grow wealth. Um, not only the housing gap is growing, but also you know, the net worth and income gap. All those things are also growing. So it's, it's, a, it's an important thing to jump into now. Well, in your article, you say, although the current gap is staggering, you do believe the mortgage industry has an opportunity to change the long-term trust issues Black America has had with financial institutions while empowering all potential homeowners to believe that home ownership is for them. Can you go a little more into detail about these trust issues and how they came to be? Yeah, so there's so many times in our history, right, uh, in America where, you know, segregation and, and racial issues has prompted people in Black communities to not be so trustworthy of financial institutions, right? And this goes way back. Um, you know, fast forward to today, there's been a lot of different items that have put, put into place to help people uh, of color and minorities. You know, we, I think we still have a long way to go, but there's a huge opportunity uh, for us to step in and help the trust issues that have been developed over centuries and, and years. You know, one example, you know, with my, my father, he still to this day will not put money in the bank. He carries cash uh, and there's a, a sentiment amongst a lot of people in the black community that they will not be able to have access to credit. You know, they can't uh, get a home. Um, and there is a belief that is deeply ingrained. Um, you know, one historical event, the, the, the massacres in Tulsa, where, you know, you have a neighborhood of predominantly black individuals that are growing wealth. Um, and that massacre and just everything being torn down 
uh, is just one example of the, the trust issues, right, that occur. Um, but I do think that we have a strong opportunity to, to change those trust issues um, and grow relationships, right? Any, any trust issues typically start with communication and, and relationship. That's what we need to do first. All right. Well, in your article, you do offer three solutions that could possibly lead to this change. You say first lenders must enhance outreach and education. Why are these actions going to be fundamental for change? Yeah, so outreach is first and foremost is, hey, there is the opportunity for people of color to own homes, right? There is opportunity. There's a, you know, there was a study out there, I think it was around one point, um, I think it was 1.8, 1.7 million black millennials today that could potentially own a home that do not today. Um, you know, it's very important to, to start that outreach to say it is possible. It is possible for us. And not only is it possible, it's, it's very important. It's important to pass that wealth on uh, to the next generation. And I think there's an education opportunity um, as well that says, hey, you know, just really understanding the fundamentals of financial literacy. Um, you know, this is across the board. I think that, you know, across not only the financial institutions, but I think that there's a partnership opportunity with financial institutions and, you know, the education sector to say, hey, this is something that is not taught uh, fundamentally across the board in schools. How can we integrate that um, to, to help individuals have a better knowledge as they go into the market in the housing market, right? So I think that that's, you know, that, that's why it's fundamentally important. Um, you know, you have people out there today that can potentially own a home and, and do not. Um, and there's a huge education opportunity in the, from a financial literacy perspective, um, starting at the, the lower education aspect. Right. You also say that the industry needs to improve loan officer diversity and inclusion. Overall, why do you think enhancing diversity will be good for the industry? I mean, I think a lot of people agree diversity is just overall good for all industries every single industry that helps with getting to a market as the, the black market, uh, a market as well as the Hispanic market uh, is very important. Um, you know, our country is, you know, the demographics are changing by 2025. Uh, the, you know, the minorities will be the majority in the United States, right? So if we know that that's coming, we know that there is a change in our demographics. It's very, very important that the people that are serving um, that those demographics, that it's a diverse community. There's a quote from Tina Fey that, you know, she talks about when diversity changed in Saturday Night Live, as they go and they tell their jokes, the jokes changed, right? When you had different people in that room telling different jokes, uh, it opened up a whole entire other market and opportunity for innovation. Um, I think the exact same thing is very important in all industries, specifically the mortgage industry. Um, with those changes in demographics, it's, it's very, very important to continue to, you know, to, to, to make sure that we have a diverse group of loan officers uh, that are helping a diverse group of individuals that are in the housing market. Montel, your last point in the article addresses the housing industry's lack of housing affordability, although there is staggering demand. Do you think this lack of supply could lead to a further gap in Black home ownership? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, with us coming out on the other end of COVID, um, that there will be a bolster of supply from the people that have held back listing their properties. Um, but I still think at a macro level, there's an opportunity for, um, you know, builders to get in and, 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 you know, have the manufactured homes. I think that I, I mentioned in there is to, to build some of those properties. 
uh, to help get uh, people of color into homes that are affordable, right? There is a huge affordability gap where, um, you know, uh, minorities are, are lacking in from an income perspective. Minorities, especially because of COVID right now today, have been hit very, very hard from an uh, unemployment perspective. Um, so with all of those moving variables, it will be very, very difficult um, for minorities to get into homes. But, you know, as, as we don't have a, you know, large supply, right, and with issues with unemployment and income, um, we have to think outside the box of opportunities to, to help, uh, you know, minorities and uh, to, to get in homes. Thanks, Montel. And my last question for you today is a little bit more personal. As a black man in America, how have you been feeling about our nation's recent discussions on racial inequality? Is this something that you experienced both in your private and professional life? So, wow, it is uh, I mean, it's a very emotional time, a very, very emotional time. You know, I went through so many emotions, um, you know, while watching the videos. I know a lot of people, you know, did. Um, and you know, I, 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 you know, at movement, you know, we took the opportunity to get together and pray, right? Which is, to me, it was a, it was just a feeling of just relief uh, from a lot of the pressures, uh, from a lot of the, you know, kind of internal, mental, uh, emotional feelings that you know I was going through as a black man in America, um, and I'll say it, it brought up a lot of old memories that I had deep, deep in my, in my mind. I grew up in the South um, and racial issues for me were just so normal um, that I almost just kind of locked it away in my memory. And it was just like, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's whatever, right? Like I, I probably, you know, went through in my mind so many different issues that I have forgotten about. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a very painful thing to, to, to go through. And, and having to, I mean, I lead a team at Movement and having to, you know, as a leader, you know, having to show up while all this is going on, um, you know, it was, it was difficult. And I'd be lying if I told you it wasn't. Um, but I know that as a leader and a, a black man in America, that it's important for me to show up. Um, it's important for me to continue to push for positive change. Um, and I'm extremely hopeful. I'm extremely hopeful that we will get the change that is needed to, you know, to, to help have, um, you know, equality in, in, in these gaps that we have in income and education and housing, you know, I think it's important for us to continue to, to come together and not be divisive, right? Not, not um, separate from one another, but unify. All right. Well, thank you, Montel Watson, for joining me today and giving Housing Wire the opportunity to interview you. Thank you. I love Housing Wire and I appreciate you taking the time today. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's top stories and the Housing Wire team will be back again tomorrow to cover the top stories that you need to know in the daily download.